Hello and welcome to the 360 Lady, the complete, whole and thriving lady. Every two weeks we talk about stories or hard truths in our various pillars of life such as spirituality, relationships, career, finances and many more. My intention on this podcast is to strengthen and empower women to walk in God's ultimate truth of completeness in Him. I am your host, Mabwe Oyetunji. Hello 360 ladies, how are you today? You are welcome to today's episode of the 360 Lady Podcast and I am so glad to have you here with me. For the past month, we've um, had amazing episodes on career and I loved sharing every bit of my squeaky career and having extra special guests on the show as they spoke on career management, burnout, as well as tips if you work in a toxic environment. Today, I'll be talking to you about something absolutely everyone experiences, right? It's relationships, but more specifically friendships. Now, who is a friend? Let's start with that. According to Wiki, Auntie Wiki, Uncle Wiki, friends are people with mutual affection for each other, And friendships have a stronger form of interpersonal bond than than an acquaintance or an association such as classmate, neighbor, co-worker, or colleague. Now, according to my special book, the Bible, you know I always have to draw that there. It says in Proverbs 18, 24, that one who has unreliable friends soon comes to run, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You know, I read this verse over and over and over again in various versions, and I... I noticed the clear transition from unreliable friends, in plural, to a friend in singular who sticks closer than a brother. And this was really significant. So King Solomon, was he saying it is better to have one good friend than many? We don't know. Now, ladies, do you have that one friend? That one friend who has been with you through thick and thin. They've been with you, stood by your side for years. You know, perhaps you might not have that friend. Oh, yeah, Paris, we don't have that friend yet. But, I mean, you would want that friend. Everyone wants that kind of friend. I mean, we all do. Now, a good example of friendship is like that in the book of First Samuel. And it's a friendship of David and Jonathan. Jojo, as I like to call him, was the son of King Saul. And he was actually in line for the throne. But because of his father's wickedness, God had told Jojo, Jonathan, that he wasn't going to get to fill that role. That role was actually going to be given to his best friend, David. Now, for some people, this will probably be like a huge temptation to be envious or jealous or, you know, but nah, not for these two friends. Their friendship was so strong, so, so strong, rock solid, that Jojo actually helped David become king and protected them from his father. Hmm. I bet for all you have loyalty imprinted on your head, you're thinking, uh-uh, against your own father? That's deep, yo. Very, very deep. Very, very, very deep. But hey, that's what happened. So about two years ago, a group of ladies and I were discussing this exact very same topic, very, very same topic on friendships. And it was quite interesting to hear their different perspectives on friendships. So one of the questions that we asked was, do you choose friends based on your interests? And can you be unequally yoked in friendships as a Christian? One of the responses, and I think this might have been from a video, I'm not even sure, was that when it comes to friendships, many times we need to understand that, yes, the common ground in terms of Christian friendships should be diverse, but that you both love Jesus, but there should at least be some common interests. 
that just because someone is your brother and sister in Christ doesn't mean that they're your brother and sister in life. I thought that was deep, very, very deep. <laughs> she further said, sometimes we conceal the idea of friendships behind the Christian title, but it's okay to be at a distance and it's okay for you to have a common ground as Christ and not to be friends. But because iron sharpened iron, as we know the code, as we know that from the Bible, you've got to be able to contribute to someone else's life. Now, in recent years, I started to learn what friendship really, really entailed because a lot of times it tends to be focused on, you know, my friend, that circle, you know, we're high flyers and so on. You know, it tells me about what we can actually get more than how we can actually serve. And it is funny because in the Bible, Jesus said, you know that the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. So really, it's, I mean, when you think about it, really, it's all about service. So again, I had to ask myself, how am I serving the people who I call friends? Can I confidently say I am a great friend who is ready to serve? Like, can I say this to my chest? Now, a couple of months ago, I read this book called Relational Intelligence by Darius Daniel once again, and more in depth because... I feel like it's a really deep book. Now, what is relational intelligence? Surprisingly, it is the ability to discern who should be a part of your life and what place they occupy and then aligning them accordingly because although everyone should be loved appropriately and valued equally, they should be treated differently. I bet you're thinking, hmm, sister, treated differently? Yep, treated differently. You see, God has actually called us to love one another and no one needs to actually earn your love if you call yourself a believer, right? It is a command to love. However, friendship is different. And in John 15, 13 to 15, it says, greater love has no one than this to lay one's life down for friends. Hmm. Here's a question to my darling friends. Would you lay down your life for me? So newsflash, if someone is actually your friend, you give them your life. So when you call someone your friend, they have access to your lives and they have this in different forms or in different ways. So that person who's listening right now, I'm worried you've, you know, undershared information to someone. Remember, we only owe people love because it's a command. We do not owe them access to our lives. Now, Taking a look at my personality, like I'm sanguine, so I'm friendly, easy-go-lucky, open to conversation. So I can tilt towards having a lot of friends. And I remember back in secondary school, like it seemed like everyone was my friend. Every single person was my friend. But really and truly, as I got older, the pool got smaller and smaller and smaller. And I started fully understanding what friendship was and, you know, how to manage friendships. How many of you, after like five five to ten years of friendship say um we're no longer friends why if i may ask i bet there are loads of people for different reasons who have broken off friendships or built friendships and currently navigating through friendships now whatever stage you're at it is key to constantly do a litmus test and ask yourself do my friendships have good characters and am i that good friend because yeah it's a two-way thing you have to be that friend now let's look at characters of friendship because I'm very big on truth and love. The first one for me would be one, unconditional love. That's a character and that's a very strong character. I say unconditional love here and I know 
I mean, it's only Jesus really, really that can give the very unconditional love that we look for. But friendship should also be unconditional, like the love there, you know, not like when you're bowling and you're influential and the friendship is strong and, you know, the game is strong. But when times are hard, you know, you haven't heard from that girlfriend in a while because, you know, you've been busy. You've been busy. I've been very busy. You know that line? Side eye. Love in friendships. I mean, it's not an affection. It's activity. When you say you really love someone, like you, you show it, you do it, right? Now, the second one is um, unbridled honesty. I mean, I mean. If you cannot tell your friend the truth, then come on. Are you even friends? Girl, you need to hit that gym. The flabs are coming strong. Or, you know, babe, how you speak to that person? A was not cool at all. Like, what do you really think? You know? And I love how the um, Passion Translation puts Proverbs 27 verse 6. It says, you can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty. But your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insincerity. Now, the third one is unshakable character. The time you know the true character of a friendship is when you're in crisis. So their character becomes your crisis and vice versa. I don't you know, want to dwell too much on this one, but really, a friendship should have an unshakable character, just like a thermoplastic container in comparison to, like, say, what, a glass or, like, ceramic, you know, when they are thrown on the floor, both the glass and the ceramic will break on impact. Well, the thermoplastic would sustain or, you know, withstand that impact. The fourth one is unmovable reality. This one is very simple. Friendships that show dependability and trustworthiness. I don't think I need to explain this one because really, reliability is predictability. You know where you can just really just vouch for someone who has constantly been reliable? Simple. The last friendship character is unseasoned encouragement. And I love, I absolutely love this one. Like, <laughs> it is my best character because like, you know, I bet you have that one friend that, you know, is your cheerleader, your big supporter, your hype woman. So much so that, you know, you ask yourself, wow, is this me? Like, <laughs> like, is this really me she's talking about? You know, that is precisely what I mean. The encouragement of a friend is like, it's like gas that just keeps you going. You know, there are some things you'll never have achieved without the encouragement of friends. So it's really key. It's really important. Now, it's time to reflect. Write a list of friendships and look through each of them. Do the people you actually call friends demonstrate these characters? If not, then work has to be done. For the sisters out there who feel upset, you know, and annoyed that, you know, I've been giving so much to my so-called friends and, you know, they don't give me the same measure back. You get little back, but, you know, not the right exact measure. It is vital to note that reciprocality should not be confused with uniformity. We will never, ever, ever be able to give back to someone in relationships with what they can give us, but we can give something. I'll repeat that. We will never be able to give back to someone in relationships with what they give us, but we can give something. It is also key to remember that you will not necessarily reap what you sow. However, reciprocation prevents us from using people and being used because really, your friendship should not be parasitic but reciprocated. I mean, so let's all be real. Which would hurt more? Someone you met last week on social media that hurt you or your childhood friend hurting you. Definitely your childhood friend hurting you. And I think for me, over the years, I've learned, I'll say the art of managing expectations. And the only way to do so that I've realized is categorizing friendships. What are the different categories of friendships? Or even like, let's say relationships. For relationships, I'd say there are four types. 
their associates, also known as acquaintances, their assignments, their advisors, and their friends. For acquaintances, you know, a lot of people have this one, like they are plenty, plenty, plenty. Although we call them friends. Sis, that Instagram follower who's super nice, super fun, super friendly, is just your acquaintance. She's not your friend. Let's call it speedy speed, you know? And um, the author, Darish Daniel, actually described the category of friendships in form of like an animal. And he called it a goat, essentially a tweener. An associate is neither a sheep nor a wolf. It is just simply a goat, which is, I mean, you know, goats are very unpredictable in their behavior. So goats would generally eat garbage. So you need to be authentic around those type of people, but not transparent. For example, like your neighbor you can be authentic with them, but not necessarily transparent. Now, the other category is an assignment. An assignment is a trainee or a mentee created specifically for the purpose of one person providing mentorship, coaching, or guidance to someone. These ones are people projects, you know, that are required to make deposits and rarely receive withdrawals, like you do in a bank, which can, you know, seem parasitic, really. So before you start nagging that you have a friend for a lead, you know, sit down and ask yourself, is this person truly my friend or an assignment? This really helps expectations because there's a level of investment required in this category than in a friend or associate. Another category is an advisor. If you have an advisor, it means you yourself and an assignment. And assignments are the beneficiaries of not just the price, but the pain paid by that person. So they get the lessons without the pain. They get wisdom without the weeping. They get perspective without problem. An advisor provides covering. More like an you know umbrella than a lid. Because a lid covers, but it also limits. An umbrella, on the other hand, takes the hit so we don't have to. So advisors are essentially umbrellas. Now, friends, (laughs) I feel like with this one, like, I have to go back to it, sorry. A lot of friendships, I'd say, tonsa because of poor management of expectations or, you know, perhaps I can say high expectations. And to manage this, it's important to categorize your friendships. You know, for me, I'd say there are probably three, you know, friendships, like friendship levels, which are like confidence, their constituents and their comrades, I'd say. In my head, when I look at Jesus as an example, I see him having, you know, the three, the 12 and the others. Obviously, um, the three being Peter, James and John, who are his confidants. Then, of course, we have the 12 disciples who are his constituents. They're not necessarily for you, but they are for what you are for, basically, if that makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense. They're not for you, but, you know, things you support, they also support, right? And the last group are probably comrades, right? They're these people who might not only be for what you are for, but they also are for what you are against. So like Black Lives Matter, da, 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 you know, things that you're against. You know, they might team up with you for what you are for or what you are against. But after a while, they might leave you. So a lot of these relationships, like the comrade level, they're seasonal. That's the honest truth. So having these categories actually help you. They help you, one, manage your expectations. Two, understand your friendships. And three, create boundaries. And, you know, many other things, not just three things. I'm super, super glad that I'll be talking about relationships in the next few episodes. But this is just a short one from me to you. And... Before I conclude this, it is key to remember that these categories are roles, not identities. They are roles we both play in people's lives. For example, I'm a materials engineer, quality engineer, and a podcaster. These are all roles through which I express aspects of myself. They are not my identity. For example, I have to have a sense of worth outside the roles I play. 
So when it is realigned or, you know, even taking from me, I can still function effectively. Now, I like us to ask ourselves this question. What kind of friend am I? Am I the friend I'd like to be? Am I the friend others want me to be? And am I the friend God wants me to be? Think about it. Reflect and let it sink. And that's it, my 360 ladies. Today's quote is by Darius Daniel, which says, The friend God needs you to be is the friend your friend actually needs to be. So, yes, it's a wrap. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my 360 ladies, for listening, my fabulous ladies, and see you in two weeks. Thanks for joining us this week on the 360 Lady. I trust you have taken some golden nuggets to live in a complete life in Christ. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the 360 Lady on this platform to stay in touch and never miss a show. If you like the show, kindly leave a rating on the platform so we can keep bringing a mix of magnificent and inspiring episodes. Thanks for listening, my ladies, and see you in two weeks.